Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 111 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. Excited to start a new year and want to look back and express my sincere gratitude to all of our listeners for your unwavering support of this show. So many of you have reached out during the year 2018 with comments and feedback and suggestions for topics and guests to appear on the show. And I truly appreciate all of that from each of you. And we have exciting things planned for 2019, beginning with this episode. My guest today is Dr. Karen Hehenberger. Karen is the CEO and co-founder of Lifebulb, and that is spelled L-Y-F-E-B-U-L-B. Lifebulb is an organization whose mission is to reduce the burden of chronic disease through the power of the patient, with a focus on connecting people, inspiring change, and impacting lives. You can follow Lifebulb online at their website at lifebulb.com. And they are very active on both Instagram and Twitter, where their handle is also at Lifebulb. Join me now for my conversation with Dr. Karen Hehenberger. Karen, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to make time to uh, join us. How are you today? I'm doing very well. And thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, the, the thank you goes back to you as well, because it was your team that initially reached out to me, I think through Instagram and you know, expressed some you know interest in the work that we've been doing with the podcast and you invited me to to join Lifebulb as one of your patient ambassadors which I was honored to do and really appreciate that and now that I've had the opportunity to kind of learn a little bit more about Lifebulb I thought it was just perfect to bring you on so you could share the story and talk about all the amazing work that you and your team are doing uh, for those touched by chronic disease. Well, thank you. And uh, we did find you. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Since uh, <laughs> <laughs> And it's not hard to find you since uh, since you have such a great uh, podcast and, and you're really uh, uh, doing such a great job on online. Um, and um, we're now lucky to have you as one of our ambassadors, which if you'd like, I can I can talk a little bit about what uh, Lifebulb ambassadors and entrepreneurs, uh, you know, how they how they're part of life. Well, that's uh, that's a great segue. I, I know our listeners are curious uh, to learn not only about that, but, uh, uh, you know, the whole mission behind Lifebulb and and why you founded it. So I'm going to let you take it from here. Absolutely. Thank you. So a light bulb, um, I co-founded Lifebulb four and a half years ago, together with two really, really good friends and colleagues, people I've known for a long time, who um, similarly to me, have a background in um, both science and business, uh, but with a strong emphasis on putting the patient in the center. Uh, we all have training 
from the industry, uh, the healthcare industry. Myself, I'm an MD and a, and a PhD, so I spent my education um, doing research and also doing clinical work um, with focus on diabetes and autoimmune disease. So um, uh, that that was my passion, uh, and that was um, it's always what I I care the most about is uh, how do we help patients. Um, when uh, when I look at research, when I look at new technology, it's it's always with the goal to improve the quality of life for people living with that kind of disease, and of course um, ultimately to to cure um, us all from from chronic disease and cancer, uh, which. I by now actually include in chronic disease. So I myself, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of 16. And um, even though I had an interest in medicine and interest in science before that, um, it really made me uh, quite determined to, to study medicine and, and to get involved in this, uh, in this industry because I, I wanted to find a cure. I wanted to get rid of this awful disease for myself and others. So again, um, LifeGoal was co-founded four, four and a half years ago with a mission to improve the quality of life of people living with chronic disease, to reduce the burden of disease. And we felt there was a gap between patient communities, that means patient advocacy, patient spokespeople, influencers, and so on, uh, with the industry that is supposed to serve all of us who are living with the, with the disease. We felt that the insights and the passion and the determination uh, that is so prevalent and so very much uh, locked in with the patients was not always leveraged and, and understood even by the pharmaceutical, biotechnology, medical device um, uh, and solutions industry. And we thought that was really a shame. Uh, so uh, what, we, what we're trying to do is really to bridge those two communities not just uh, do what industry is saying, which is putting the patient in the center and asking patients, what do you think of this product? Um, what, what is it like to live with a disease? But actually say to patients, what is your solution to your specific problem? Uh, so we're bringing, um, I would say, the next derivative to um, patient centricity. We're saying we want to stand side by side with patients and we want to work together to, to build better futures. So we've created two concepts. One is the patient ambassadors uh, of, of whom you are one. Um, and here we have built now a group of people representing different disease areas, uh, including uh, diabetes, um, inflammatory bowel disease, that means Crohn's and colitis, cancer, multiple sclerosis, and um, uh, we have other autoimmune diseases as well in here, such as lupus. And next year we will be adding in um, depression and anxiety. Um, so individuals who are patient ambassadors, they are living with the disease and they are very vocal about their disease. They, they have become leaders within their community and they, they are representing many, not just one. It's important that the opinions and the insights from our patient ambassadors represent more than just that person uh, so that it becomes very impactful for others. They are also exuding um, um, a kind of a take charge attitude. Lifebulb really sends an, a message of inspiration and hope. We want to bring to our community a, a, a message of living beyond survival mode. It is tough when you're living with a chronic disease at many points. Um, I, I, you know, you, you go through things where it's, you want to give up, but we, we don't because we, we, we kind of persevere. And when we're past those horrible hurdles, we want to find ways to live well with chronic disease. And that's something that the patient ambassadors do incredibly well. 
and, and that, that helps us grow our community. Um, the other um, big portion of um, our, our community are our patient entrepreneurs. So these are individuals who have studied the insights and the, the problems that affect them and others with, uh, with, with disease. And then they're not stopping there. They're not merely speaking about the problems and chronicling their journeys, but they're actually coming up with solutions and creating companies to solve those problems. So these are remarkable individuals. And we now have about 200 of these patient entrepreneurs all over the world who um, uh, come up with ideas and, and, and real solutions to, to issues across the disease areas that we've been working in. So from the concept four and a half years ago with the three um, uh, co-founders, myself, Stephen Squinto, and Ricardo Broglia, um, we, we have come quite far and now built a team, built a group of ambassadors, group of entrepreneurs, we entered into diabetes um, uh, in the beginning, again, based on my own experience with the disease, um, moved very uh, quickly after a year or so into cancer, and, and then uh, this year added on inflammatory bowel disease as well as multiple sclerosis. And when I say we add on diseases, we do it in, I would say, two major ways. One, through our patient platform, which is an online community, uh, sitting in social media, we're strong on Instagram and Twitter, uh, less so on Facebook, but we, we hope to grow that now with the exposure that we're getting across the different disease areas. And also, of course, through our blog, which is sitting on lifebulb.com, uh, where we share stories from uh, various different individuals um, almost on a daily basis. And so that's our patient platform, and that's where we uh, create the message and we, we spread um, hope and inspiration. And then we have, these, we call it a patient portal. We partner with the industry. This is, again, where we bridge the patient communities with industry. We partner with leading companies such as Novo Nordisk and Diabetes, United Health Group in Inflammatory Bowel Disease, Helsin in Cancer, and most recently, Celgene in Multiple Sclerosis. So those companies we, we work with to create um, a, a sourcing for innovation. So we bring our patient entrepreneurs through challenges um, uh, to get exposure and to get the opportunity to get funding from the companies and also from venture capitalists. So we are currently right now conducting a cancer challenge, which is open on our website, lifebulb.com, where you can apply to be one of the top 10 finalists who get to go to Monte Carlo in Europe in March uh, to compete for two $25,000 prizes and, of course, to spend three days in Monte Carlo with uh, everything um, uh, paid for and exposure to a company that is a leading company in cancer and supportive care, that being Helsin, that can help you as an entrepreneur to partner or to invest and to bring the products to market. So we encourage everyone who's listening and, and all of you who are listening who know people who um, would fit this description being someone who is living or have lived with cancer or is closely related to someone with cancer and have that thus been inspired to create a business to address um, a problem that they've experienced themselves or through some through a loved one. I created a business and now um, in a kind of a startup mode or a company that is um, looking to um, get to the next level uh, through uh, contacts, through better networking, and of course, adding capabilities as well as financing. So this challenge is open and um, we encourage everyone to, to apply who, who can. 
Um, we believe, and this is, uh, I would say, the last point I want to make before we get back to the questions, uh, that these, these entrepreneurs and ambassadors really inspire the rest of the community. Because when you, as a person with, if you're newly diagnosed or you're living with a disease and you're feeling down, and you can see how there are individuals out there who have lived through what you're living through, you can learn from them, um, you can be inspired by them, and through the entrepreneurs, you can get products who can actually help you, that can help you with your specific issues. So um, I believe very much that when I was um, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, if I had had a community such as LifeBob, I think it would have been easier for me as a 16-year-old uh, who really was in denial for uh, the first <laughs> almost 20 years with diabetes. Um, didn't tell anyone I had it and um, uh, unfortunately went through a lot of the complications with the disease, M much probably because I, I, it was not that I didn't have access to care. I had the, had the best care. I was uh, educated in the space. I, I was an expert in diabetes, but I, I really didn't have anyone who was like me who I could talk to. And that's what we provide. Uh, we really want to, to share experiences. We want to help you through your journey and above all, uh, reduce the burden of disease um, so that we can all live beyond our disease. And, and that's, that's such an interesting focus that uh, you've put Lifebulb at such a patient-centric organization. Uh, you know, you check off two boxes for me. Not only am I a stage four cancer survivor, but I also have type two diabetes. So I don't know how many of your ambassadors check off more than one box, but uh, I'm, one, I'm one of them. And, yeah. you know, what's been my experience is that patients, we're told by our doctors what to do, what, what the treatment is. And you've kind of turned this around and are instead are asking patients, what do you need? And I find that they're very intriguing and very, very fascinating that you've made this so patient-centric. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's you, you. You nailed it. That's exactly it. We we um, we're bringing the patient uh, to take charge, and I do believe that just that feeling that you're not just passive. You're not, uh, you know. For me, when I was diagnosed, I felt a complete loss of control, and my way of handling that was to become an expert in the space. Theoretically, I mean, as a PhD, as an MD, I knew a lot about diabetes. But I was never in charge of my own disease. Uh, I was an expert in other people's disease. Um, uh, uh, but I do believe that if you can come up with solutions and you use your own insights um, of what you're going through, you, you suddenly become in charge of your own situation and, and that there's no better feeling. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you can cure yourself. It doesn't mean that it's all going to go away overnight. But at least you, you have direction and you don't feel alone. You know, the feeling of being the only one who's struggling with this situation, feeling that you have no control um, is, is, is terrifying. And that's why um, I believe that so many individuals with chronic disease also suffer from um, uh, anxiety and depression. You know, they are very linked. And um, uh, I'd like to, uh, to, to really be a part of helping that as well. It's not just the, the physical symptoms, but it's also the emotional symptoms that can sometimes be even worse. Well, you answered the question I was going to ask, which was, uh, was that the reason why you were adding depression and anxiety to your areas of focus? So you, you just answered that question. 
I often see people posting in the various Facebook groups talking about their struggle to stay hydrated. And if that applies to you, you should check out H2ORS. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution. It's a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling with this issue of staying hydrated, either due to an ostomy or perhaps chemotherapy, H2ORS is something for you to consider. It'll really help replenish your fluids and electrolyte levels. As a matter of fact, it has three times the electrolytes of most of the popular sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavor, or artificial colors. My buddy Chris Shaw over at H2ORS is offering listeners of the podcast an opportunity to try a free sample of H2ORS. All you need to do is just go to their site, h2ors.com forward slash sample, and they'll ship a free sample out to you, no strings attached. And when you're ready to make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the coupon code CCPOD, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. What I find fascinating, Karen, is uh, through my own personal experience, I've been involved with uh, several cancer-focused organizations, and they seem to fall into a few different buckets. Uh, some are very focused on patient support. Some are more focused on, on research. But yours is, the yeah. first or, yours is the first organization that I've come across that has this technology focus, uh, entrepreneurial and technology piece to it. I've not seen that in other organizations. Uh, why did you determine that this was important? Well, I think it's a combination of where I'm coming from and, and where we saw a huge need and an opportunity. You know, my background is in science, but also in innovation. I, I spent my career really... Um, assessing innovative new technologies across biotech, medical device, uh, pharmaceuticals. So it's what I do. Um, uh, but it took me more than 20 years with diabetes to understand that I needed to use my own experience with the disease to, to be even better at picking the winners. Um, I had never allowed that before because I thought the N of 1 would bias me uh, wrongly. Uh, when I assessed anything new coming out from uh, from um, uh, universities or, or you know new technologies, and what I realized um, was that many of the daily life improvements, um, people who are not living with the disease, they don't even know that those problems exist. If you ask someone who has a disease, um, uh, what is the biggest issue that you face on a daily basis? Uh, they will erase something that a scientist or a business person may not even know is a problem. Uh, so the patient entrepreneur um, is someone who's actually identified a problem and then tried to solve it that may be completely outside of what companies are currently doing who are focusing really on mechanisms and, and new technologies based on, on novel science. So, so that's, that was the origination of the patient entrepreneur concept um, when I realized that uh, as someone who's been looking at technology my entire life and really been fascinated by innovation, I had been missing out on, on, on those things that could help right now. Um, and, and, and that was the basis for Lifebulb, um, you know, focusing on, on innovation sourcing in addition to bringing a message of hope. Where does the name Lifebulb come from? 
<laughs> That's a funny story. Um, I Before I um, co-founded LifeBulb, I was the chief medical officer of a biotech company, and I was doing clinical trials all over the world. And I visited uh, Israel um, on one of my trips, and we had a clinical trial there. And I, people kept uh, calling me LifeBulb, LifeBulb. I thought I have a shiny nose or what was wrong. <laughs> But it was my my very uh, blonde hair that they they thought I looked like a light bulb. <laughs> and so I said, OK, so I'm now the light bulb. And then when I was going to start my company, I said, it's a great name for an innovative approach and with hope and um, and and light. And it's uh, it's inspirational. But my co-founder said, but it has nothing to do with life sciences. So I said, OK, let's call it life bulb. Uh, it's a light bulb with life. And uh, that's how it came about. And um, uh, we uh, we created a whole brand around this. Um, it stands for innovation. It stands for, you know, positive attitude. It stands for hope. Uh, the blue and the yellow um, also somewhat reflect my background as a Swedish person. Uh, it's the, the, the colors of our flag, uh, but it's also the colors of the sky and the and the sun. So, um, a, you know, life bulb stands for 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 a positive attitude. We we do not uh, want to hide the issues with chronic disease. I mean, I myself have gone through two transplants, and I have a pacemaker. So I I, I realize how tough it can be and how horrible um, you can feel when you're really sick. But you know, what saved me through all this and what's still keeping me going every day is um, I take it one step at a time. And uh, I think about uh, my next step. I think about the positives that that I can accomplish. And when I accomplish um, something positive, I celebrate it. Um, and I, I that that's really what LifeBulb is about. You know, our tagline is uh, connect people, inspire change, impact lives. And, uh, you know, that that's what we do. And, and, um, and that that was the origination of the name LifeBulb. Well, there's, there's so much synergy between uh, what we're both doing because I know long listen, long-time listeners of the show, when they heard you use the words inspiration and hope, uh, they recognize that as the tagline to this podcast, uh, providing inspiration and hope to those touched by cancer. So there's a lot of, lot of synergy there. Um, it, I want to go back to the patient entrepreneurs. Can you share with us some of the amazing things that have come out of that community? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll share a few from different disease areas. Um, uh, I, I'll start with cancer, since since this is um, uh, very focused on cancer, even though I think uh, cancer and chronic disease uh, sometimes overlap, again, as reflected by yourself. So we, we uh, in our cancer summit just um, uh, this year, we had um, an individual, a um, young man who um, started his company, The MedNet, um, after his father was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And he realized that his father got the absolute best treatment that was available because he brought him to Memorial Sloan Kettering. They lived in New York City. Um, they had access to the best kind of treatments. However, he realized that if his father had lived in other places in, in, the, in this country, it would have been much more difficult for him to get on the right protocols. So he said, that's not fair. That's not right. We are, we are, and he started doing analysis of um, uh, the outcomes for cancer patients all over the country and saw that there were huge disparities. And, you know, much much of that can be described in different economic um, environments and so on, but, but also much of it can be described actually by the doctors not having access to the same information. So the MedNet is um, a an online um, 
essentially teaching platform where doctors who are at those top places, MD Anderson, uh, you know, Sloan Kettering, so, and so on and so forth, uh, they they mentor um, uh, more the country doctors who may not have access to those protocols so that the, we can elevate the average treatment across the country. And I thought that was fascinating. Mm. That's a really great for the overall population. And what is interesting is the doctors love it because doctors like to preach. They like to mentor. They like to speak about their own accomplishments. Um, I mean, we all do, but I think doctors are special there and they, they really liked educating others. So this thing has taken off and we're already seeing improved outcomes um, all over the country uh, where the MedNet has been impactful. So that's one um, I like very much. Another one in cancer was actually um, one of our winners this year. It was a woman who, together with her brother, started a company um, in, called Genomic Expression after her uh, father died of cancer. And her mother, unfortunately, also died of cancer. So both her parents. And what she realized was that the um, uh, it was not just that they died, but they died in a terribly miserable way because of the treatments being so broad. And she said, we need to find a better way to, first of all, diagnose so that we can treat more targeted. So her technology is, um, and her brother is a scientist, she's a business person, and they put this together where she identified a way to analyze the RNA expression, um, so uh, prior to protein, and, and really get very deep and specialized so that the treatment would not hurt as much as it, it, um, it, it cured. And that we know, uh, all of us who are on, 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 on heavy treatments, is that the side effect can sometimes be worse than the actual treatment. I mean, actually, and, and then the actual disease. And that was her big target was to try to avoid the side effects of cancer treatment. I'll bring you an example from the diabetes world. A young man who was diagnosed with diabetes, uh, actually a fellow Swede, um, he realized as a very active and um, um, busy uh, young professional, he forgot sometimes when he dosed and how much he dosed of his insulin. So he created a cap that recorded when and how much insulin he dosed. Very simple solution, it sounds like, but none of the insulin companies had done it. And now this cap that he has created, it can fit on all the insulin pans for all the insulin companies. And no one needs to doubt when they dosed or how much they dosed. Wow. In, uh, in the diabetes um, uh, competition, who was actually our winner last year, uh, he's uh, from Berlin. He um, uh, said that I've, I, 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 my strongest relationship in my entire life is with my insulin. It's the one consistent uh, item that I carry with me all the time and I cannot live without, which was very cute. He, um, but he said, sometimes I can't trust my insulin. So he developed a um, very clever little thermometer and an app that would guarantee that the insulin was always at the right temperature because insulin is a protein. And this, by the way, is true for other drugs that are injectable that they are biologic, they are proteins. So when they're too hot or too cold, uh, they, they, they don't work as well. And with insulin, this can be incredibly dangerous. It could either overdose or underdose. And with his technology, um, people with diabetes now make, can make sure that they, um, their insulin is, is always at the right temperature. Very simple solution, but incredibly helpful. And finally, I'll give you an example from the Crohn's and Colitis um, uh, Summit that we did. 
Um, it was a, another man. I have to say that there were mostly men who are the entrepreneurs. So we welcome more women to apply in, in, uh, to these uh, these competitions. Um, a, a young man from uh, who had um, Crohn's disease or has Crohn's disease. And um, he is an MIT engineer. And he um, developed a little sensor called the NEMA sensor that can analyze in very small pieces of food or, um, um, yeah, food, um, it, whether it has gluten in it or not. And for someone with Crohn's or colitis, that's a very valuable and safe uh, measure to not ingest gluten um, if you have an intolerance or if you're a celiac disease. Uh, so, so that was uh, that was a very useful sensor that uh, he developed and is now available. And he's also developed a peanut sensor as well. Um, so, smart technology that can that can sense those small food particles. You can sit at a restaurant, you can do it at home, and it's within ten seconds. You know um, the the results. So, as you can see, they range from very high tech to um, uh, things that are devices and even consumer products. We had a young woman who actually developed um, clothing where you could uh, hide your devices that you need to carry around as a person with diabetes. And this clothing is actually very attractive. Mm -hmm. It's safe. It's, um, it, you don't have to be showcasing um, that you're carrying this around you, uh, around with you. And, of course, it, uh, you don't forget your devices. So uh, a lot of clever solutions. And you can read more, again, on our website where we feature many of these um, entrepreneurs. And that website for our listeners is lifebulb.com. And life is spelled L-Y-F-E, L-Y-F-E-B-U-L-B.com. And all of the links uh, mentioned in my conversation with Karin will be included in the show notes at wehavecancershow.com forward slash 111. Karin, what is your vision for the future with Lifebulb? Where do you hope to see the organization, say, five years from now? Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question. So right now we are, um, you know, doing very well in our disease areas. We are uh, growing our community um, manually. Um, and what we want to do uh, in the next, I would say, one to two years, even, even one year, is to truly scale our community. We want to digitize our community. We want to bring on a really novel app. Um, that I'm personally incredibly excited about. When you're diagnosed or when you're faced with something um, that you have never been through before, at least for me, when I was facing kidney transplant and I was uh, less than 35 years old uh, and no one else in the hospital was that age uh, facing a kidney transplant, I really wanted to connect with one person who had gone through what I was going through. And I could not do that through the hospital. I couldn't do it through any organization. I want to create an app where we connect one-on-one, -on -one, where you have an opportunity to meet someone who, like you, have gone through what you're, what you're facing right now. And, and that technology and that ability to essentially matchmake people is, is what we are building right now. So uh, a matchmaking app for people with chronic disease is high on my list Christmas. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I, I really want to build, which again requires technology and which is why we, Lifebulb, and this is important, um, we are seeking um, someone who can join our team who uh, has a background in digital strategy, has a background in technology, who'd like to join this uh, uh, group of people who are passionate and growing and really want to build a great company. 
Um, I also want to build a um, way of measuring mood. It's not by accident that we're going into depression uh, next year. I believe that commonality between many different chronic diseases is the uh, impact on mood. It's the impact on how you feel every day. And I do think that if we had a way to track how you feel uh, from a mood perspective and what are the important inputs that drive that mood, I think that we could help people very, very much. Because if we could understand what it is that make you sad, make you happy, make you passionate, make you angry, um, I think we can add a lot of value across the different disease platforms that we're working. So those are two of my my big wishes um, and what I, I'd like to work on over the next few years. Um, I'd like LifeBulb to become a, the go-to platform for people with chronic disease. I'd like to partner with with more companies, of course. I'd like to take on more challenges. Um, I do think that chronic kidney disease is an area that would be incredibly important to work in. I think migraine is an area of interest for us as well. And I do think that there are a number of um, um, autoimmune diseases that we haven't handled or tackled yet, uh, such as rheumatoid arthritis is a really interesting area. So uh, th- those, are, those are some of our goals um, uh, for the next few years. Very exciting. And again, I just so much admiration for, for the work that you're doing. I, I, I just personally feel like you are t- pressing all the buttons that need to be pressed right now to help patients that, you know, have that, that voice that's there, they, where they do feel like they may not have a voice, feel like they're alone and all those things. So just a personal thank you for the amazing work that uh, Lifebulb is doing. And uh, I'm, I'm honored and thrilled to be able to have you on the show, to be able to share that message and, and also help to publicize what's coming up with the uh, Hessen Challenge Summit coming up in the spring. And uh, maybe one of our listeners might wind up as one of the uh, contestants, so to speak. So that would be wonderful. Karen, I really appreciate your time and having you on the show. This episode is going to come out on New Year's Day. So I want to wish not only our listeners, but you and your team all the best for the new year ahead. And just uh, thank you for all the amazing work that you and your team are doing. Well, thank you very much and Happy New Year to everyone who's listening. Thanks, Karin. Be well. Here are the Get Your Rear in Gear events taking place in the near future coming up in early 2019. Beginning on Saturday, January 19th, out in Muscatine, Iowa, is the 80s-themed Get Your Rear rolling bowling event and this is taking place at rose bowl on grandview avenue in muscatine iowa moving into february we've got a couple of get your rear and gear run walk events starting on saturday for our friends out in austin texas at camp maybury texas national guard in austin texas is the get your rear and gear 5k run walk and kids fun run and the following day on sunday february 24th out in Tucson, Arizona at Omni Tucson National Resort is the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk. Information on all these events can be found on the Colon Cancer Coalition website at coloncancercoalition.org forward slash events. My thanks again to Dr. Hehenberger for being generous with her time and joining me. Lifebulb originally reached out to me through Instagram, uh, inviting me to be one of their patient ambassadors. And 
I was very proud to be asked and honored to accept that invitation. What I find really interesting about the work that they're doing is when you look at the work that many uh, health uh, cancer-related nonprofits are doing, they tend to fall in three buckets, patient support, advocacy, and research. And while Lifebulb certainly touches some of those buttons, what I found fascinating was the innovation side of the work that they're doing, how their approach is so patient-centric and they're looking for real solutions to the challenges that patients with these chronic diseases are facing. And I truly found that very fascinating. Again, if you know somebody doing work in the cancer space, please direct them to the lifebulb.com website and invite them to apply for that exciting uh, Helsin uh, grant program where they can be invited to Monaco with a chance to win a $25,000 grant. Previous episodes of We Have Cancer include my interview with stage four cancer survivor and Ironman triathlete Terry Grieg. That was episode 110. Episode 109, I interviewed Giovanna Portillo, who talked about how a car accident actually saved her life. And prior to that, episode 109, my dear friend Candace Henley uh, was back on the show for a second appearance talking about all the amazing work that she's doing around colon cancer awareness and advocacy. So if you've missed any of those previous episodes, go back and check them out. And thank you for joining me on We Have Cancer. Be well, everyone. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.